Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So we got into the uh, the mahi pretty good in, in, in off of Bimini, so the dolphin were always uh, something was enjoyable. And, you know, we're out there pretty much uh, trying to get them, and once you get one, you want to get as many as you can. As you know, the unit, you keep one in the water, and the school stays around and you can start uh, you know loading up the uh, loading up the box um, and my folks uh, were, were no different my dad was uh, was a meat hunter and once we got uh, a dolphin on it was uh, it was time to, to, to bust out the uh, the yo-yos which uh, were hand lines and uh, we would start to, to just sling them in one after another but uh, once I got to be you know, a little older, 13, 14, and was, you know, fishing a lot more on my own, I realized it was a lot funner to catch these fish on, on a spinning rod and a little light, light tackle. Uh, so uh, more than once when, uh, when we had the school there and got a few in and, you know, they were all around the boat, I'd bust out the little spinning rod and hook one and it would be running and jumping and running. I'd run up to the bow and be fighting this one fish and dad would be yelling for me to come back and get that fish in and quit playing with that fish and yeah, it's not what we're here for. Well, it's what I was there for. So, I mean, uh, we had plenty, and we never we never went hungry. Let's just say that. All right. Well, we are back with this week's episode. And, and coming up on this show, we've got a good friend, Captain Chris Camps, out of the Tampa Bay area. And uh, I've known Chris since 2016, and, and uh, we've spent a lot of time on the water together, fishing over in the Tampa Bay system and uh, catching everything from big snook to giant tarpon redfish trout mangrove snapper all the stuff that bay system has to offer and uh, chris has done a lot of stuff in the community over there um from fishing with uh for a lot of benefits and stuff for kids and and uh doing a lot of outreach in the community and um i actually and we'll talk about it here in the show but it's uh, i actually found chris from watching the episode of addictive fishing so that was kind of how i how i found out about him and uh gave him a call and got hooked up with the trip and uh, the rest is history so but uh really excited to have chris on the show today and i'm uh, gonna learn a lot about him and 
what all Tampa Bay offers as far as fishing and stuff. And uh, anyway, let's get to the show and hope you enjoy this one. It's going to be a good one. All right. Thanks. All right. Well, welcome back to the show, man. We are uh, sitting here with my good buddy, Captain Chris Camps over here in the I guess we're in Tampa. This is in right Tampa, now. absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So we were glad to have you on the show, and uh, I've known you for I guess f- about four um, four years or so now. Yeah, and thanks uh, for having me. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, uh, thanks it's for been being nice on. To, nice so to see we actually got out on the water yesterday. It was a good day. Did some fishing, jumped some tarpon. Finally got one to the boat yesterday, and uh, we had a great great time and uh, messed around with like a bazillion. Jack Cravals that were some big jacks and uh, had a dolphin encounter. I might uh, I might link part of that video to this later. (laughs) Too too many of those, unfortunately. But uh, how you been, man? Dude, it's been I've been great, man. It's uh it's been it's been really busy, and obviously we've uh you know we've got some good weather and good fishing, and uh, it's 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 good to be out and good to be able to get you out and get you on some fish. Yeah, it was it was it's always fun to come over here. I remember the um, the first time. Uh, I fished with you probably like 2016, I think, 2017, somewhere in there. Um, I didn't know really what to expect. I had actually seen you on an episode of uh, Blair's show, Addictive Fishing. Yep. And um, me and my wife had fished on the East Coast over of Canaveral the year before. We wanted to try something a little bit different. And uh, um, I seen that episode, and I've been watching Blair since if he – happens to listen to this since I was a kid, so I don't want to make him feel bad, but, uh, you know, I love that show, and, and uh, I've seen you guys on there, and y'all were killing, I think it was one of the Kingfish episodes, man, y'all were just tearing them up. Yeah, I've been fortunate to do a, a few episodes with uh, with that outfit, who is, is is second to none, they really run a, a great uh, crew and, and, and do real well, but uh, but yeah, we've been fortunate to, to do some good shows, uh, a couple of tarpon shows, as well as that kingfish show you saw, yeah. and it was uh, it was very productive. Yeah, yeah. I think the the first trip we had, man, we uh, we caught a little bit of everything. I remember we caught big mangrove snapper at Skyway, and really got onto some snook. And uh, I can't remember. I think we caught some reds maybe that day. And uh, man, it's been fun ever since. So we we make an annual trip now. So <laughs> yeah, but, no, um, it's usually around ICAST. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's usually uh, when we're here. So, but not this year. Not so. this year, unfortunately. Uh, this was just kind of lucky. I got to come over here here in October. So, um, but uh, how many trips do you average usually per year? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I do take some time off. I mean, I, I, I'm over a hundred, you know, but, uh, depending on how you count it, I mean, I do full days, uh, as opposed to a lot of folks who do two half days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm on the water probably 120 to 150 days a year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's, we're fortunate to be in a great spot here. You know, mother nature does take a, a few days here and there. Um, but spring and fall, um, you know, on the water you know sometimes uh you know two weeks at a time yeah yeah it definitely gets busy over here in florida there's so many people coming in and out and and galveston's been that way this year too so since people start getting back out after this pandemic yeah here we had everybody kind of slowed down shut down for a little while but then once uh once it's kind of things started clearing up and the quarantine ended everybody wanted to kind of get out fishing and those that we'd put off from before wanted to get out as well as others that mm-hmm. uh didn't have other options didn't have ball games to go to be it kids or professional or college sports yeah. or other stuff on the weekends everybody's looking for other stuff and not traveling either so mm-hmm. they're staying home and, and looking to uh to get out yep so well um well your charter company is triple c charters that's and correct. um 
how the heck did you get into this? I mean, I know, I know kind of some of the story, but I want you to kind of go over, you know, um, where you grew up as a kid and kind of your, you know, yeah, your kind of my backstory. Yeah. And how we got here. I, uh, you know, long story short, I mean, it's, uh, uh, born and raised in Miami. Um, I got Cuban parents that, uh, I was fortunate that they brought me up enjoying the outdoors and being on boats and spending weekends, uh, either in the Bahamas or, uh, on Biscayne Bay bouncing mm-hmm. around. So, uh, so fishing was something that obviously I, I've been doing since I could walk and hold a fishing rod in my hand. Um, my dad loved to, to dive and we did a lot of spear fishing and, uh, yeah. and fishing off around Bimini and areas like that around the, uh, you know, the Bahamas chain. So it uh, was kind of a love that I've always had and USF brought me to, uh, to Tampa. Um, you know, initially I, I kind of didn't fish a whole lot here. It was funny because i mean i've come from an area that the waters are crystal clear and you're chasing you know bonefish and permit and tarpon and 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 pelagics just off the uh off the beaches in the gulf stream and you come here to tampa bay and the water is different you know we've got five mm-hmm. rivers that empty into the bay and <clears throat> excuse me they uh they dirt certainly make the water more stained more tannins in it so it's a different color at times it's, it's even muddy so it was different i didn't uh didn't really see you know the excitement of, of not being able to sight cast as uh, as well as I had in the past and uh you know I slowly transitioned to learning some of the different species that I was familiar with the tarpon and snook and yeah. things like that and, and again started kind of getting back into it and and you know here the seasons change and I mean I guess my first transit my first uh introduction may have been in the summertime when our water is not quite as clear as it, as it is later in the season because in the winter time and uh, and even now, it's it's the water quality has gotten a lot better. So we do have great sight fishing opportunities, and, and certain times of the year, it's it's excellent. Mm-hmm. But um, but so yeah, just kind of transitioned into that. And, and uh, after after school, I was in the corporate world for a little while, and uh, kind of was doing this on the side. And uh, slowly, kind of things just uh, started getting more referrals and busier on the water. Yeah. And, and it was easy to uh, to decide that I wanted to be outside instead of inside. Yeah. So, what year do you think you started guiding, I guess? Pro- yeah, you know, for prob- it's probably going on 10 years or so now. Yeah. I know I've uh, probably, I think it's maybe uh, to my 11th. But, uh, but yeah, it's been, you know, the first couple of years was just uh, uh, kind of working my the kinks out and, and really getting my confidence. And, and, you know, I knew how to fish. It's just, it's different though. When you've got other people on the boat and guests that you really want to cater, you're different. Yeah. You want to cater to what they do. I mean, it's not like I'm just going to go out and take them to where I want to fish and the fish that I want to catch. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's kids that just want to get out on the boat and get whatever's pulling, maybe a shark or a lady fish or, uh, and then, of course, you got bucket list fish people that come from, you know, fortunately now I get them all from all over the world that come to fish for tarpon or big snook and yeah. enjoy our, our estuary here. So it's, uh, it's, it's been fun being able to kind of transition. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a cool, um, cool place to come and, and see because, I mean, you know, I'm fishing in Texas. And uh, water's a whole lot different over right, there. Right, right. Yeah, you don't do you don't get too many of the sight casting opportunities. <laughs> so that, uh, every once in a while, about. if there's a tail sticking out of the water, you can see them. But uh, usually, we're concentrating on fishing uh, slicks and, and and stuff, and uh, a lot of a lot of marsh drains and stuff like that. I mean, we obviously over here. I mean, the mangroves are are a really important part to this habitat. Absolutely. Hab- and, yep. uh, and we're trying to protect them, obviously. It's as I was talking to you about it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they're, they are protected and uh, it's vital to our, our estuary as they are filters and uh, help clean our water. But, uh, you know, we've also got other areas that 
are residential canals, more urban areas, you know, dredged shipping channels, things like that, that give us some depth and some structure where we've got some rock piles and, and different drop-offs and things like that that allow, uh, you know, some other species that, uh, yeah. that like that as well. Groupers and snappers. Groupers, snapper. Man, I mean, geez. we get kingfish to come up through into the bay, big sharks, goliath yeah. grouper. I mean, it's a... Certainly a yeah, plethora of fish that a, uh, we have an crazy. opportunity. Yeah, we'll get some snappers and stuff. And, and actually this summer, man, I've actually seen probably four or five guys posted um, catching some small gags down in uh, West Galveston Bay, which is kind of unusual. I mean, we know that they're there around some of the structure, but um, seeing people actually catch them, you know. Right, right. You know, so, and snook, I mean, snook are making a pretty big uh, um, push up in the northern part of the Texas what's coast the northern? Now. What's the northernmost part you're getting them so right They now? actually got them all the way in Sabine Lake. I can't remember his last year or the year before. They caught, a, 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 I think, a common snook. We're seeing common and fat snook. Oh, really? Um, right. Both species where we're at. And, um, but uh, it's cool to see that and see the numbers. I mean, we've had some mild up. winters, and that allows the population to kind of spread northward. Same as here. And, uh, you know, ultimately what will happen here is that there's a lot, some springs further north where we're kind of on the line, you know, where snook really need something in the wintertime to, for them to be able to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and here, typically, it's it's deeper water, the rivers, as well as the springs if just north of us. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, as we get some mild winters, those fish will populate those areas and those that are lucky enough to be in rivers that have that are spring fed once that cold does come as it did in 2009 and 10 here and killed off a, a good good number of fish yeah. those fish were still uh, protected in those areas yeah yeah and just the uh, sprawling areas of homes and stuff being built i mean we've seen it yesterday you know and and uh, you know there's a lot of these power plants and different things being put up all around the, the united states that provide warmer waters and different things that allow some of these fish to stay in these places they normally aren't found absolutely all year no we're losing so. we're losing some habitat for sure you know and uh it's uh it's it's a, it's a give and take you know that's it's follow the money and uh that's what uh I mean, growing growing up in oklahoma i mean we had two or three power plant lakes up there and i mean you know for fishing for bass and stuff like that i mean you're fishing the spawning fish and you know, two months earlier than normal <laughs> right, on right. some of those lakes and stuff, and uh, it makes a big difference. So, but, um, yeah, every every uh, estuary is different by far. So, and uh, I guess you see less and less of that going south um, as far as number of people and places well, yeah, right this, around the water. This, but is, this Tampa Bay is, is the number one bay boat market in the country, so we do have a lot of, of traffic here. I mean, it's, it, is a, it is a large body of water, but uh, it is – surrounded by uh you know a couple of major cities so not quite uh, what they have in south florida from yeah. you know miami through the palm beaches which is pretty much urban jungle but uh mm-hmm. but here yeah certainly if you head further south you can uh, get away just as you would as well if you go further north you know some of these people that fish crystal river and towards up to yankee town into yeah, the we were panhandle talking about that yesterday yeah or i should say in the big big bend area mm-hmm so, and I'm, I'm hoping, man, I'd really like to get down to the, the Keys and some of that area next year sometime, so, um, and try getting down there and doing a little fishing and sightseeing and stuff. It's so. beautiful. Listen to just the drive down there. I mean, it's, uh, it's well worth it, definitely. I mean, I preferred, obviously, the uh, Central Keys, the Middle Keys, they call them, from, uh, from Isla Mirada through Marathon. Um, but, uh, but just, yeah, the drive south across seven mm-hmm. mile bridge and, and some of those legendary areas that, uh, you know, hold some, some great fish yeah. for sure. Yep. So what was, uh, um, I mean, do you have like some favorite memories when you was a kid fishing, like 
big fish or oh, anything. Oh yeah, just man. Really there, you know, it's a lot of lot of memories and probably a lot more than I've, I've forgotten. But uh, uh, you know, yeah, just you know, I remember as a, as a kid was one of the things that we did, and I, I think I mentioned to you possibly is uh, is we got into the the, uh, the mahi pretty good in, in, in off of Bimini. So the dolphin were always uh, something was enjoyable and. You know, we're out there pretty much uh, trying to get them. And once you get one, you want to get as many as you can. As you know, the yeah. unit, you keep one in the water and the school stays around and you can start, uh, you know, loading yeah. up the uh, loading up the box. Um, and my folks uh, were, were no different. My dad was uh, was a meat hunter. And once we got uh, a, a dolphin on, it was uh, it was time to, to, to bust out the uh, the yo-yos, which uh, were hand lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would start to, to just sling them in one after another but uh once i got to be you know a little older 13 14 and was you know fishing a lot more on my own i realized it was a lot funner to catch these fish on on a spinning rod and a little light light tackle uh so uh more than once when uh when we had the school there and got a few in and you know they were all around the boat i'd bust out the little spinning rod and hook one and <laughs> it would be running and jumping and running i'd run up to the bow and be fighting this one fish and dad would be yelling for me to come back and get that fish in and quit playing with that fish and that's yeah, not what we're here for well it's what i was there for yeah. so i mean uh we had plenty and we never we never went hungry let's just say yeah. that uh, no but i was fortunate enough to, to to be in you know grow up in an area that you know i was able to to fish a lot of different uh waters from trolling uh, you know, big game as well. I mean, I, as a kid, I went by a hard luck award for a big blue marlin that uh, I had, you know, on for, a, you know, an hour and a half, I think, before it came unglued and ended up, would have won some uh, some tournament. We were in there in the big game, you know, fishing tournament in my in, in Bimini. But, uh, but you know, little things, you know, listen, it's always, it's every day is, as you know, on the water with clients and kids, you know, from unscrewing the handles off the reels to some of the questions they ask to doing uh, yeah. some, some interesting things, you know. Yeah, playing with the bait. Playing <laughs> with the bait. I had, I, had a kid, I had a kid the other day who, after we caught this fish and took pictures with it, you know, of course, he named it. Uh, then they wanted to feed it. You know, they put a couple of sardines in his mouth. They figured he would be hungry after that long fight, so... Um, I said, sure enough, go ahead. It's, uh, you know, so you never know. It's, uh, it's interesting. And I do enjoy kids camp here. We, um, we have an, uh, an incredible outfit here, uh, Florida fantasy fishing camp that, uh, is run by, uh, a gentleman here that does just an outstanding job. Parker who puts on, you know, uh, throughout the summer and, and when kids are off a, uh, a great camp that allows these ch- children to, you know, from, I think ages from seven, eight to up to 13, um, to get on the water five mm-hmm. days a week, you know, uh, with guide and, and they learn a ton, they develop a rapport and, and, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a great, uh, it's a great place. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've, uh, brought that up every time we've been over here. Yeah. And, yeah I know uh, that you guys have a, that near the yeah, brigade over the there and it's all, you got to give back. It's, uh, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I do, I end up doing other, other camps as well, where I've been, you know, asked to, to, uh, do, uh, you know, their fishing camps and youth camps and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Isn't there a one? I know there's one term that you seem to do every year with the physically challenged kids. Or um, y'all won that? Was it last year? Yeah, no, we've done a, we've done a couple of them. You know, I mean, I've from wounded warriors to uh, you know to pediatric cancer and and 
you know, hooked on hope that's for uh, breast cancer, uh, but you know, research. So there's a lot of these tournaments, and and unfortunately this year, uh, several of those tournaments had to be you know yep. postponed. They're starting to make those up now. Uh, but for those of you who might be listening, you know, some of those great causes that these people, you know, obviously those are huge fundraisers. Uh, and I'm not just talking about the ones that I do here, but, uh, you know, those that might be in your area or, you know, close to your heart there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they're struggling a little bit right Everybody's now. Everybody's struggling. Yep. Yeah. I mean, just from, from the fundraising side of things, I mean, it's been tough for everybody this year. So, um, and I know we're kind of getting back to where people are really wanting to get back out and, and get involved in some of that stuff. And, and, uh, um, you know, hoping that we can get back to some kind of normal. Yeah, right. So the new normal, whatever that's, that's going to be, it, right? you know, I guess we'll find out after November. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, well, yeah, guiding, um, that's one of the things, man, is I was always talking to people about, you know, is it's, uh, it's so different from just making transition from fishing for yourself and stuff to guiding. I mean, you're making such a huge impact on people who may have never experienced it or traveling like you said from halfway across the world to come here and catch one of these giant tarpon that you guys are always putting people on I mean, y'all are catching fish up to probably pushing 200 pounds sometimes here and uh um that's got to be cool to be a part of that you know every yeah. single day you yeah, going out. No. and 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 like i said it is different um but i never thought when i got into this industry that that would be probably the some of the most enjoyable things you know from um, getting somebody on their first tarpon or a bucket list fish or when you have a child that's you know i've had him for three four five years old and you're you know showing him a bait fish or a shrimp or a you know something for the first time or just getting him on the boat and you know as you know kids until they're eight nine ten you know they, they spend most of the day in that live well playing with the bait and the yeah. you know that we got on board and you know just showing those that uh, are not familiar with uh with what you know the outdoors offers and here in tampa bay you know it's it's we've got great fishery great weather i mean birds manatees dolphins you know yep. we've we've, had, we've got yeah. it all so yeah we, had one try to flip us out of the boat yesterday yeah, it was one he wanted that jack pretty bad they were fighting over it uh what and yesterday we saw bald eagles we yeah, saw herons we've seen yeah. you know there's uh all kinds of wildlife out there yeah. that this is great yep and um and every day is different. That's why everybody asks, you know, Absolutely. it's like, man, every day is different. Every trip is different. Nothing's ever the same. And, uh, you know, and that's the, that's the, um, the struggle, you know, the pressure, I think, that most boat captains put on themselves on a daily basis. Right, yeah. Being no, one able of, to stay on top of things. And the toughest is, and I've told some other friends, it's uh, when you've, gotten somebody it's a client for the first time and you go out and you absolutely just smash them and you have the day that you would expect it to have and you do real well and you know you catch a bunch of snook and some other threads and snap snap or whatever you were targeting uh and then they call you for that second trip and now you're thinking man we really really did good these people you know that's probably what they expect especially if they're not experienced fishermen you know maybe that was their first fishing experience you know they think it's going to be like that every time Mm -hmm. uh and fortunately here it's usually pretty close i mean we don't often uh, you know uh uh, get skunked by any means we do we do real well and uh, it's uh it's just yeah you know it's fishing as you know sometimes you know the tide the moon this and that there's all the excuses that Mm -hmm. we use uh when the fish aren't biting the high pressure the but uh, but yeah, it's 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 a struggle every day to make sure you got enough bait and you got a plan for incoming or outgoing tide, the direction of the wind, how many people you got on board, uh, you know, and again the targeted species, and you know you kind of just try to try to make the best of it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you just got into a new uh, a new sled last year um, with your new yellowfin. 
And uh, how has that changed? Because you went from a little bit smaller boat to, I mean, this thing now, which is, I mean, just two of us on there yesterday. I mean, right. it was like an aircraft carrier <laughs> out there. But but um, are you uh, planning on doing, like, more stuff in bigger water, like doing more nearshore, offshore Gulf of Mexico stuff? You or? know, yeah, I'd, and I'd always anticipated wanting to do that. But, yes, you know, and, and the Yellowfin I, I, I run now is a Yellowfin 24 Bay, um, and it is – it really is a, a wide, stable platform that allows us to to have plenty of room, storage, you know, bait for me to carry for days that I, you know, can, and as well as an incredible range. Uh, and then the thing, the main thing is that that boat floats fairly shallow. So I did go from a smaller uh, 20 foot to this 24, that's almost 25, 24, 10, mm-hmm. but uh, the width of it allows, and as well as it's also got a step in the back, it doesn't drag, it's not as uh, it, it's not as uh, deep a draft as I would have thought, and it's uh, allowed me still to do almost everything that I was doing in the other boat, yeah. only having a lot bigger platform to, mm-hmm. to work with. Um, so it's uh, it's fun. It definitely allows uh, a little more range, and I will be doing some more of those trips, like I said, with the kingfish and the nearshore stuff. I'm not I'm not real big on going you know, 20, 30, 50 miles offshore, yeah. uh, which a lot of folks do, and I'd, maybe I'll jump on a, a friend's boat here and there just to, uh, to get some grouper or, or aj's or whatever but uh most of the stuff as you know we've got some big fish near shore and within a couple of miles of the beach and there's no need to run all the way out there and, and risk uh risk weather yeah. and all the other things that go with it yeah i know i, I was fortunate enough to get that big cobia with you a couple of years that's ago that's right out at one of the passes man it was swimming by some rays and uh literally on the sand <laughs> i think yeah. where he was yeah that was cool that was a cool opportunity to sight cast so. that fish right off the beach and uh you know you laid it out in front of him and, and he didn't hesitate and that was on that uh that fish sticks right yeah yeah that was the first uh first fish i caught on that new fish sticks rods my buddy built for me and uh um but that's cool and that's the one thing i noticed about over here i mean texas man the beachfront's just totally different i mean it's it's usually very choppy over there i mean we do have days where it's calm but nobody just parks their boat on the beach over there you couldn't do it <laughs> and over here it's like well, and we got I mean. a lot of you know, we got a lot of islands on this coast as well. It's a lot of cuts and and, uh, and passes uh, that that allow the sandbars to build up, and you know we've got a little bit more in terms of uh, you know waterways that, that that allow a breakup of the of the of the beach. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I mean the water's a little cleaner over here as well. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty impressive to see everybody just coming out in the Gulf and going find a spot on the beach and and uh, parking their boats, getting out, and hanging out. And, yep. And uh, that's, that's uh, a whole lot different to where we're at. So it's cool to see that. So um. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So f- as far as, like, uh, tarpon here, what are, like, the, I mean, when you got resident fish, which is, I think, what we were primarily fishing yesterday. Yep. Yep. Um, when do you all have your big influx? What time of the year typically? 
Yeah, that's... Uh, people are wanting to come. They are fish. summertime residents here. Um, so they show up in the uh, spring, and it can be as early as Easter if we've had a mild winter. Basically, they follow the bait. It's just that water temperature, uh, you know, determines how quickly they'll come up. And then we, again, we do have some resident fish and even some large resident fish yeah, that uh, live up the yesterday. rivers and stuff yeah. uh, that will start to come out a little bit early. But um, but the big push of them that comes up from Central and South America, you know, past the Keys and fills in Boca Grande, as those are the same fish that come into uh, to Tampa Bay. And that's that's really usually by May. May is, is, uh, is the kind of May and June are the peak months. Mm-hmm. So by May they're here. Um, but sometimes we're getting them, you know, end of March, certainly into April. There's waves of them that come in. Sometimes tropical storms or different things like that kind of slow their, their progression. But uh, late season cold front will do that as well. Uh, but, yeah, May and June are the months for the main months for those fish that stack up on the, on the beaches in the passes. And then they'll go offshore uh, to spawn and come back, and they'll spread throughout the bay. So we have those fish, you know, from through July into August until it starts to cool off a little bit, days start to get shorter. I imagine this is a time now where they're yeah. starting to head back and starting to make their move back south again. Yeah. But uh, And then that's what concentrates all the smaller ones, like what we were on, the, you know, the 10 to 30, 40, 50-pound fish. They start pushing back up into these estuaries, into these uh, deeper coves and cuts, and ultimately up rivers and things like that to, to spend the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a... Uh, the fun size fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, the one we got, the second one we got yesterday, man, I was really impressed. He was very aggressive. I don't know how many jumps we got out of that fish, but it was a lot more normal, I think. Yeah, no, I so. mean that's that's probably what we, you'd expect from uh, from those, you know, twenty twenty five pounders. They'll put they'll put you know half a dozen jumps in the air yeah. for sure. And yeah. a quick, usually sometimes they just they're jumping like ladyfish. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's well, fun. it doesn't matter what size they are. It's still cool to see one of them things jumping out of the water. So. Yeah, they're they're definitely fun. Um, and uh, that one was just kind of a blind fish. You know, we'd seen some rolling and just uh, tossed tossed it out there, and, and finally got one to come tight. So yeah, we'd um, missed a couple. But you see, you see how they they move around in these areas and see small groups. You know, as opposed to like when we fished them in the past or whatever, where you've got you know several hundred fish packed up in one group. Here, you've got smaller you know twos and fours and six packs that are just kind of cruising around these uh these coves and you know with a little bit of patience it's yep. uh you can you can get them to eat yep so well um what are uh you know there's been a lot of issues and we've talked about it in the past too with um with like the red tide and stuff that's happened here recently and stuff and and uh, everything that's going on in the everglades and all the issues they've had down there that have kind of spread around in this area too you know with the you know looking over here on your hats you got captains groups like captains for clean water and stuff absolutely and uh um i know it seems like there's a lot politically going on in florida to kind of help hopefully alleviate some of this problem you know it seems like y'all's governor's kind of helping with that everybody has it on their platform it's what uh it's what gets done is is what's important but yeah certainly right now there is a little bit getting done in terms of restoring some of the water flow down in the uh in the everglades um but here the red tide fortunately did not uh, present itself this year although we do have a bunch of uh water discharge getting ready to be uh, let go from the lake here on both sides of the state so we'll see if the blue green algae that typically comes with that and that nutrient rich water that uh invades those uh, those areas uh, how much damage that will do it's been uh it's been they've been fortunate that they haven't pumped water out in a while 
but they, apparently the lake needs to be dropped, so they will uh, they will can start to do that here. Um, but last year we had the red tide on the coast that coincided with those discharges that allowed that to fuel the fire mm-hmm. and, and made that red tide much more widespread as well as much more toxic. Um, so hopefully this year it will be uh, the less lessened well good thing is nature's resilient it is so and it we're fortunate back, here in tampa bay we were fortunate not to have uh that red tide it tickled the coast a little bit but uh, didn't come into the bay our rivers and our natural water flow is out and that red tide organism is, is an offshore based organism that um mm-hmm. blooms and, and and spreads in inshore with the winds and whatnot but uh but our bay stayed clean they did and still we are still in a closure right now of uh, the snook redfish and trout due to the red tide that would occurred further south but um that was really more of a preventative measure to allow this area to help repopulate those others and to uh you know to keep some of those anglers from from coming up here and, and kind of taking the, mm-hmm. the the healthy uh fish yeah yeah and i mean and there's there's a there's a lot of groups that help promote that stuff i know you do some work with cca florida and and, and stuff and yep. and um uh, some of the other organizations around here it's the same same in texas and same you know on the other coasts and and stuff but um um all that comes back to 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 raising money because nothing is cheap to do or get get passed in the legislature and uh um you know, that's the thing. Money makes the world go around, and it listen, seems like. So. With, with the industry right now just at an all-time high with in terms of people buying boats and, and, and wanting to get outside. If you outside. can find one. Right. That's the thing is it's, you know, they're backordered all even production boats that they usually got, you know, a dozen or a couple dozen on the lot. They are backordering them. And uh, everybody that, uh, you know, that wants to try to get out in the water is, is finally pulling the trigger on boats and paddle boards and kayaks and yeah. putting their stimulus checks to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, towards that. Yeah, yeah, you can't find uh, – if it's not made in the USA, you're not going to be able to get it right now, it seems like. so. No, a lot of the, supply chains, that was another thing that we did have in you know, from tackle to different things that were disrupted because of, you know, the supply chain as well as the manufacturing in some of these areas where a lot of products come from overseas. Um, but, uh, but that's starting to, to, to get back uh, better now. But certainly, like, boat prices, used boat prices uh, are – are through the roof yep yep so but um well um i know there's some other stuff that you do in the community too i mean y'all i mean you you told me when i first met you about um like one of the shows that you do the you want to talk about that maybe a little bit yeah no we do a few things here you know locally that uh you know i'm i'm hispanic speak spanish i um do with another captain a, a florida a um i'm sorry it's a outdoor uh, fishing show um called aventuras de pesca so we do uh, travel around a little bit, do some fishing inside the bay, and uh, you know show some other areas as well. Done some travel there. Um, it's been a little bit more challenging now, so we'll kind of put that on the back burner until things kind of allow us to travel a little bit more now. But uh, but also we have a Florida West Coast fishing report that uh, that can be seen on YouTube. It's Facebook and all the uh, mm-hmm. all the social media. It just allows captains to send in reports and kind of give a synopsis of the area and what we're catching and what they can expect to uh to see and, and catch here in our area yeah that's good you know get people an idea of what's going on and stuff and, and tips and pointers on where to go and and things like that so um one of the other things that uh you know you, you were kind of showing me around we're here at your house right now but you show me some stuff you've done in the past man <laughs> tell us about this uh all this uh competitive racing on the 
on the jet skis and all the stuff yeah, that you've done, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, I walked out. I knew you'd done it, but, man, I walked out in your shop out there, and it's got, like, the wall of fame out there yeah, with all the a, medals. That was certainly a previous <laughs> a previous life, but uh, we, uh, I, you know, I was fortunate that uh, coming out of college, I uh, I was got into the, some jet skiing and, and met some folks that were into racing and, and one thing led to another and got kind of recruited onto their, their team, which was just a group of guys that would race around buoys, you know, here. And, and we'd started doing some, uh, some local races and one thing led to another. And yeah, I transitioned into doing freestyle jet skiing, which is, uh, kind of tricks and, and getting, uh, doing performing a routine in front of judges. And I enjoyed it. It was fun. I, I raced for a couple of years and then the freestyle kind of tr- took me, uh, around the country, did the national tour for, for a bunch of years, turned pro, went to the world finals, and you know, like oh. I said, with some good sponsors to to have machines and equipment and 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 travel around a little bit. It was a it was more of a weekend job, um, yeah. but uh, but it was great. I mean, obviously, it was for for young kids. I tell people that I aged in dog years because uh, if you know freestyle motocross, freestyle jet skiing is not uh, unlike that. Backflips and barrel rolls and submarines and. A lot of dislocations and bumps and bruises, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, like I said, I wouldn't change it for anything. It was fun for sure, but uh, don't don't do a whole lot of that anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shoot, well, you get uh, still get plenty of time on the water. So. Yeah, so no, now I've transitioned still to uh, to more of the other traditional extreme sports. I mountain bike, do some wakeboard and snowboard every year. Uh, yeah. So we've got a, a crew that, uh, that likes to travel out west, and, and, and we enjoy, uh, you know, getting uh, getting mm-hmm. through the trees out there in Colorado. Yeah, and you were saying yesterday, um, you know, on your days off and stuff, man, you'll still just go drop your stand-up, your sup board in the water and, and go do some, Absolutely. some fishing and paddling. Absolutely. What, you, and, what uh, the guy's going to do on his day off is, is go fishing. No, that's yeah. – uh, I, I, I do enjoy that. Now, when I'm on my own, I – uh, typically it's very different than you see where we're going and catching bait and, and, and going through that whole thing of throwing live bait at uh, a lot of these fish. But uh, I'll just throw some artificials or even a fly and uh, see so you do typically a topwater, just something so that I can see fish blow up. And I'm really just kind of looking around. But, yeah, I love the paddleboard. It allows you to, to scoot around. It's almost like a kayak with a tower, and mm-hmm. you can use a lot more muscles. It allows you to uh, to be a little bit more mobile. But, uh, but yeah, it's just something uh, – Something to enjoy, still being outdoors, and you know, it allows me to do a little scouting around some areas and and, and fish a little bit as well. Yeah, yep, that's sweet, man. So I'm standing here looking. Uh, you know, we were talking about our buddy, our uh, <laughs> our friend Dave Danforth with the yep. uh, real local and Danforth Art, and uh, he uh, I met him probably like f- I don't know four or five years ago in Houston at the Houston Fishing Show, and was telling him I was like, man. It's like, uh, I'm going fishing in Tampa this summer, and um, I think I'd already fished with you uh, one or two years, I know, at least. And uh, um, I was like, oh, yeah. And he's telling me, he's like, yeah, I got a real good friend over there I do some work with. And, and then you said, Yeah, and I was like, who is it? And he's like, oh, his name's Chris. And I was like, Camps? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And uh, I remember he actually called you on the phone. <laughs> That's cool. And, yeah, uh, Dave's a great guy, and obviously, if if you know Dave Danforth, uh, you know formerly we talked about Real Local was the name yeah. of his, his his brand, but he does uh, some really neat art and uh, has made my shirts for a while. We got to be working on some new designs. I showed you a couple things mm-hmm. we've got, uh, but yeah, he uh, he does some some really neat art, and you know it's uh, it's cool to have some fresh. Yeah, he is fresh very stuff. very talented. So um, definitely a, a different style for sure. It's really appealing. So. 
but uh man there's, there's that's one thing i tell everybody is like man it's, it seems like you know you know a lot of people all over the place but the fishing community is very small you end up you I mean, know it looks huge but i mean everybody knows each other and if you're in it long enough you'll end up bumping into people you know what are they the six degrees of separation there's probably yeah. three in the fishing community you know yeah, what i mean you yeah. know somebody that that person knows somebody and uh you yeah. know you can have some commonalities for sure it's definitely a um it's something i never i don't know i guess growing up you know always loved fishing and stuff but never really knew it was going to be this big a part of my life you know and never thought i'd be um be able to know some people i've met now that you know i was watching as a kid and both freshwater and saltwater and people that really got me hooked on the yeah on the sport it's great, very humbling sure. you know for sure and uh um it's been a wild ride. So. Yeah, same here. I was able to to meet uh, Mark Sosin, who's getting up in years, you know, not too long ago, and and, and fortunate to meet Jose Wahebi before he passed, and yeah. some of these other guys, uh, you know, and Flip yeah. Pallet, and you know, it's yeah. uh, so it's it, we've got a you know a, a, a lot of good people that uh, you know very knowledgeable as well, and I always try to pick up every little tidbits here or there if I can, you know, I'll sit and. Uh, seminars from other folks that uh, that I respect, and and even if I can just pick up one little bit of uh, of information to, that I can use when maybe I'm struggling or something, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's worthwhile. Yep, yep. Those uh, man legends, right? You know, I'm, I met Flip uh, a few years ago when we was at ICAST show, and I've got a friend who really kind of studied under him a lot. And uh, uh, man, there you go, stories, like two degrees man. of separation, yeah, right? It's right. crazy. Yeah. So, but. Uh, it's a really cool uh, thing to be a part of, and um, um, I don't know, just like I said before, I mean, guiding is just so so cool, being included in, in so many memories for people, and, uh, um, you know, hopefully you, you can do this until you're, you can't do it no more and, and listen, ready to give it up. And I, I truly enjoy it, and, and, and that's easily noticed when anybody's out on the water with me. I mean, I, I'm... It's it's I truly have a passion for it, and uh, you know I see other captains and some guys guys that you know some old salts that look like maybe you know they should find other things to do because they're fed up and they don't want to put up with this or that or whatever, and uh, it's uh, it's it's a different vibe, different attitudes, you know, and it's it's not enjoyable. And I've had people that you know have come to me and say, oh, you know, we've had sometimes you know less than good experiences with uh, with other folks, but. Uh, you know, I always try to uh, to make it so that the, that you know I cater to my my clients what they want to do. I mean, sometimes, like I said, I've got uh, dad wants to fish, mom wants to go drive around and look at infinity pools, the kid wants to go swimming with the dolphins. You know yeah. what I mean? So you got to try to make everybody happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you could probably do all three on the boat. We so. do. We try. We try. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just gotta try to manage the time. Well, that's cool, man. Well, um, well, dude, um, tell everybody where. Uh, if if they do want to book a trip with you and stuff, I mean, what's the best way to get a hold of you and, and um, yeah, that kind of stuff? Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, here keep up with you. If you want to come to Tampa Bay, uh, you can reach me at any time. Uh, certainly on the website at uh, at captainchriscamps.com. Um, email same captainchriscamps at gmail. But uh, but my phone number is uh, obviously the easiest way to reach me. It's eight one three nine zero eight six two two two, and uh, just Google captain chris camps and any number of things will come up just avoid any of the negative ones <laughs> <laughs> no they shouldn't be too. yeah well, i don't know if i've seen any of those but <laughs> but um well that's that's good man well uh um have you got a uh have you got any big trips planned up for the rest of this year i know you said y'all might be do some traveling i know you're headed up north for the holidays and, yeah and we'll see south, we'll see what happens you know with uh you know with the travel and the pandemic and other stuff like that so there's 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 always uh things on the agenda i like to try to get to the bahamas and like just 
did the keys as well. Uh, as you mentioned, I, my folks who actually are coming up this weekend, uh, but uh, typically we'll try to get down there to, to see them in Miami and uh, and make a quick trip down to the keys. But uh, but yeah, we'll see what uh, what the future holds. Yeah. So you mentioned Miami a couple times. We talked about your parents and stuff down there. That's just got to be a whole another world down there. On <laughs> it's different where it's at. It's so. different for sure. Uh, you know, I I'm, I don't miss you know the traffic and the jungle there and in terms of the, the rat race but uh but i do miss the fish you know and the, the gulf and the gulf stream and having mm-hmm. uh that fishery right there uh was is was awesome and you know now 20 plus plus years removed uh i would love to have the time to go and, and and fish some of these areas and scout out a little bit more with the knowledge and the equipment and the yeah. gear and everything that, you know that i've got now but uh but we'll see. We do we do pretty good here, and uh, like I said, it's uh, you know we have some great weather and coming up on the some of the best parts of the year. Yeah, you know, fishing. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to get over here in kind of the beginning of the fall season. Right. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, and uh, who knows as far as uh, another five, ten years from now, what what'll be on all these boats? You know, you're talking about electronic stuff. We were talking about that yesterday. Just the advantages of having like side scan and. And just the mapping and trolling motors and yeah, everything temperature gauges. And, Jesus, and, I mean, yeah. so you can you can you can certainly uh, pinpoint stuff that you know the uh, electronics, uh, the internet. All these things have made fishing a lot easier for the uh, for the lay person yeah. and and those that are you know professionals or that do it for a living. It's it's allowed them to be much more effective as well. Yep, yeah. it's, it's it's given access to so many other more people because I mean. Um, there's so many people on the water now. I mean, you mentioned it yesterday. It's like weekdays are like weekends, and weekends are like holidays. <laughs> yep, yep, it is. So, that is a fact. Um, I don't know if that's going to change going forward, you know, when when uh, a lot of people are – which I'm thinking most people are back to work now in some capacity, but but um, it definitely has not uh, diverted people from going out no, on the No, a lot more people bays, working so. from home as well, and, and, and yeah, I think that the new normal will include more uh, more people on the water and, and certainly a little bit more traffic out there, but, you know, I try to do as much as I can during the week and yeah. leave the yeah, weekends. We did a pretty good those. job staying away from people yesterday, oh, yeah. so no, yeah, we can, come out and there'd be 30, 40 boats hide. around. How many boats did you so, see yesterday? Yeah, yeah. We, we were there Not for, many while we were fishing <laughs> at all, but, uh, you know, running around the bay, man, they were all over the place, yep. so. And it was a Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday <laughs> yesterday. So, so, but um, well, cool, man. Well, well, thanks for doing the show. Um, if you've got anything else to say, and then, uh, um, man, I can't wait to get back over here with you next year, and um, maybe one day I'll be able to take you when you come to Texas. <laughs> hey, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, but so. uh, but absolutely enjoy having uh, having you guys and you, and you and your crew that you typically uh, travel with. So hopefully, iCast will occur again next year, and you can bring some of your boys out, and we can show them uh, show them around again as well. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, here you know, like I said, I mean, we're we're enjoying uh, you know some of the best time of the year coming up, and then certainly feel free to to reach out to me if uh, if you want to get out on the water. Yep. Well, sounds good, bud. It was a pleasure fishing with you again yesterday, as always. And uh, thanks again for doing the show. And Thank you for um, we'll, uh, we'll get everything posted up in the show notes. And um, yeah, get out and fish with Chris, man. He'll put you on your fish of a lifetime for sure. So he's done it for me several times. So thanks again, bud. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, thanks for Chris for being on the show this week. We really appreciate him taking the time and uh, inviting me into his house and and sitting down to to chat with us for a little bit here on the show. And 
and um, we'll make sure and post all his contact info in the show notes so you can get with him to book your next trip when you're over in the Tampa Bay area and uh, you know usually we're staying over in Orlando so I mean we, we you know short drive to get over to him from there so um, if you take the kids over to Disney give Chris a call and get him out on the water you will not be disappointed so but um, thanks again to Chris and uh, we've got couple more shows lined up from our florida trip here in the next couple weeks and really hoping uh everybody enjoys we're getting into the holiday season so we've got thanksgiving coming up here um well we're recording this right now so um thanksgiving is going to be next week but uh um, hope everybody gets to spend some time with their family in safe manner and enjoy that food and get out in the woods and go hunting and get out and go fishing whatever you can do to get out and enjoy god's great outdoors so until next time we will see you here on impact outdoors has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western a mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv oh that's awesome don't miss thursdays with saltwater experience brought to you by golden boat lifts every thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment